0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming
1: wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Marcus Pearce. Happy New Year and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Piercy with you, and boy, oh boy, I could not think of a better man to bring in the New Year with than the great Australian King of Wellness, Doctor Damien Christoph. How are you, Legend?
0: Ah, uh, Pearcey, I'm so well. I'm wrapped actually. I'm like a pig in poo right now, <laughs> sitting next to one of the grand masters of Australian sport, swimming great Don Reddington, and uh, mate. I know you can see him, and for those people that are listening, you can't see him, but I can see him in the flesh, and uh, he's real. I actually I can, I can pinch him, and he makes a noise. <laughs>
1: this, is, this is going to be exciting. For people that don't know Don, I'm going to give a little bit of a contextual introduction here because this is an incredible way to start the year. Just think of this. I know Damo and I have never received a congratulatory email from Andre Bacelli and his wife when we've completed a major achievement, like when I beat Damo at table tennis. But our next guest, who we are proud to welcome back to 100 Not Out, not only received a letter from Veronica and Andrea Bacelli, but he did something at 78 years young, which a lot of people would think they could never, ever do. Don Riddington and five Englishmen set a new Guinness World Record for the oldest relay team to swim the English Channel. And just to burn this in your brain, it was a total of 464 years not out with an average age of 77.3, and of course, punching above his weight at age 78, was 100 Not Out's version of the Don. Cricket can have Don Bradman. 100 Not Out will claim Don Riddington as our Don because after becoming Australia's oldest man to swim the channel at 68 years young back in 2013, he has done it again at 78 with a bunch of mates. Don Riddington, you are inspiring. Welcome back to 100 Not Out.
2: Thanks for having me, gents. It's a pleasure to be here. You
0: know what? PC, I get the pleasure of seeing Don a couple of times a week at the moment. And uh and it fills my bucket. I just absolutely love it. And Don, it's great to have you in my home. And I know you brought your mate Annie's over there, the chairs over there having a little listen. Um and so, if we get any comments from the peanut gallery, it's because it's coming from over don't there. Don't heckle! Don't heckle uh, us, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is—it is really great. I often say, when Don leaves the practice, I'll say to somebody, "You know that bloke swung the English Channel, and the first time he swam it, he was 68 years old, and it took him 19 hours." And they're like, "Oh, wow, that's amazing!" I go, "No, hang on a second. It took him 19 hours," and they're like. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time. I go, when was the last time you stayed up for 19 hours? And they go, oh, I don't know if I have for a while. And I go, when was the last time you walked nonstop for 19 hours? They go, I've never done that. I go, could you imagine swimming in freezing cold water with container ships going past and the tide going in and out and you being dragged along and for 19 hours, like 19 hours. And they're like, Oh, my God, that's unbelievable. And so then I go, he did it again just the other day. Can you believe that? They're like, what? (laughs) And so uh, I I like to leave people with that little nugget when Don leaves the practice, and uh, it blows people's minds.
1: Don, how are you feeling, great man? 78 years young. You see Damo twice a week, so you're getting younger every day. But how do you feel at this phase of your life doing what you're doing? It's quite
2: remarkable. Very well, very, very fit. Um, As you say, Damo's keeping me uh, on the track and keep me in the water. So um, I've had a pretty good run. Since the channel, which was, oh, I must correct Damien too, it was 19 hours and 45 minutes.
0: Well, let's, say 20, <laughs> let's round it up. Let's round it up.
2: <laughs> well, the, the significance yeah. of the 1945 is it actually matches my year of birth, 1945. Nice. Oh, so 30 seconds either way and I might have had to start again, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Don, the, the circumstances of your most recent achievement, which again has drawn the attention of some of the world's most famous people. This is a achievement that almost didn't happen. Can you share with the listeners the turn of events that included you getting a random, well, not a random phone call, but a phone call on a Saturday at four o'clock? Can you just let people know that you had not necessarily been training for this and weren't expecting to be part of this world record conquering team?
2: Thanks. Uh, It was about 6 p.m. on a Saturday, and I got a call from the man they call the the king of the English Channel. His name's Kevin Murphy. He has swum the English Channel 34 times solo, has forgotten how many relays he's done, and also pretty much every other piece of water that has a record attached to it or is a recognised marathon swim. He called me up and said, "Oh, Donald, it's it's Kevin Murphy here. You may remember me." And I said, "Yeah, I remember you." I said, "This is like a cold call from Elvis. You know, <laughs> he is so good, you know, and so well known." And, and I had met him previously, but it was totally out of the blue. He said, "Look, we have a relay planned, and one of our members is injured. Would you be?" up for stepping in? And I said, yeah, sure, off the bat like that. (laughs) He said, a couple of things you might like to take into consideration, our window, which is the time the pilot boat is booked and the the tide should be right and all things being equal, we'd we'd head off, uh, opens on Friday. That's five days from now. And also... Uh, to do an English channel, uh, you must qualify by swimming in water temperature below 16 degrees. If it's a solo, it's six hours, and as a relay, it's just two and a half hours. He said the water temperature here in Dover is uh, too warm, so you'll have to do your qualifying swim before you leave. <laughs> so 6.30 Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday, I put a posse together and we jump in at Brighton, water temperature was just 14. You'd love it, uh, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the last time you were down there in the mankini. <laughs> and, uh, and it, That's it's,
0: etched into your eyeballs, uh, isn't it? Yeah,
2: well, actually, it was the squeals that that I recall more than the mankini.
0: <laughs> the yelps. <laughs> yeah,
2: so... Sunday, we ticked off the qualifying swim. Monday, I was running around getting medical clearance to, for the uh, channel authorities. And the bro, my manager, says, uh, so I suppose you've got a ticket. Uh, no. So at 4 p.m. Monday, I picked up the ticket and flew midday Tuesday. <laughs> so it, you compare that to the swim 10 years prior. I had I worked three years in the lead-up to the solo swim, which included some weeks doing 40 kilometres a week, and um, we estimated perhaps 1,000 laps of the Brighton Marina in that three-year period. That's a one-and-a-half-k circuit. This time, in, instead of three years, I had three days. Wow. Uh, and as you said, Marcus, i, I wasn't specifically training for anything; just ticking over, doing a few of the regular uh, base swims, um, and then I thought, okay, well, let's let's do it. I landed in uh, London Heathrow. The King met me at the airport, drove me <laughs> down to Dover, and you come in on, on a high cliff, and you can see right across the Dover Harbour. And I looked out and the waves were smashing over the outer wall of the Dover Harbour. I said, you bring me here to swim in this. And then the old story, oh, you should have been here last week. You know, it was perfect. (laughs) So we then had to wait mm, two and a half weeks for the uh, wind and the tide to align. and In that time, I actually stayed with Kevin and we swam in the harbour for an hour or so every day. And we were so lucky that it was the time when the storms were coming up from the tropics and running up the west coast of the UK, swamping uh, Scotland that was flooded. And, you know, we're sitting in Dover thinking we're going to swim the English Channel. It was like no chance. And we got one day in amongst all of that where the pilot called up and said, we're on. So 2.30 on a Sunday morning, we went to the harbour. A little earlier, we started at 2.30, so a little prior to that. I actually met the other four members of the crew, of the team, because I hadn't met them. I only knew Kevin, and we got on, and um, jumping to the end, we actually crossed, but on the way back, uh it's about a three hour ride back to Lund to Dover. And about three quarters of an hour into that, the waves had picked up to the point where they were smashing over the cabin. Uh and we probably would have been pulled out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Now one thing that you guys will be very stoked about. <laughs> And I've never been accused of this ever in my uh, swimming career. I was actually the gun swimmer in this team. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I've got
0: news for you too, PC. I'll tell you some more news about Don's uh, swimming. It's, uh, it's getting better. But, yeah, I, I'm going to – I just want to – there's a couple of things that are on my mind right now, Don. Uh, one is when you watch the Olympics and they run around the track, they hand a baton to someone in a relay. When you watch the swimming in the Olympics, they touch the wall and then the next person dives in. How does a relay work when you try to cross the English Channel? Uh,
2: well, uh, because I was the gun, of course, I did I mention that. All
0: right, before you answer this, before you answer this Don, Don is in the middle of changing his swimming stroke at the moment. Oh, so hey. he's been swimming for his whole life a particular way. A swimming coach, Johnny... Van Wees, Van Wees. I thought it was um, Tammy's dad. Is that Tammy's band. dad? Yes. Yeah. Tammy, Tammy's dad. Yep. Yeah. The, brother. brother, brother, brother. He's taught Don how to swim.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, <didn't know. laughs> I reckon this could be a gig I could get into. You know. And, he,
0: and he's and he's now swimming ten percent faster.
2: I love this. Oh, I I. It's amazing. Considered myself to be in the driftwood category. In reality, I you know. I just <laughs> if you shut up and swim and keep going, you're going to get washed up on the coast of France somewhere. That's my mentor. <laughs> so back to your question, it's 2.30 in the morning, pitch black, and you hang on to the back of the boat, about to leave the only source of light in on the horizon, and swim to, to shore. So you swim back to the... Uh, Land and you must clear the land, Uh, you go rah-rah and they honk the horn and the the swim's underway. So then you swim back alongside the boat and continue on for one hour and the pilot counts this down like a NASA launch. Every every 60 minutes it comes down, Uh, they call you up a little earlier and you you stand on the, uh, is it the transom at the back? And four, three, two, one, and in you go for your swim. At the end of the hour, you come back to the boat. Um, I'll answer Damo's question here first. The changeover is that the uh, swimmer entering the water must swim around behind the swimmer exiting before he ta- heads off towards France. That's the baton change, if you like. Uh-huh. So at the end of your hour, you come back to the boat. You, now, you, again, pitch black, uh, the water's a little bit C-O-L-D because you're not allowed to use that four-letter word, <laughs> and you're treading water. You recall all the stories about old men climbing ladders <laughs> and you look at the one in front of you which is a chrome, small chrome ladder wet and rising and falling about a metre at a time due to the swell and at some point as it passes your eyes at uh, water level you make a commitment and you go for the ladder and gents let me tell you that's not the time for a senior moment
1: <laughs> yeah, you,
2: you, you, you hang onto that ladder and climb aboard. The channel, uh, w- we've swam under the uh, organisation called Channel Swimming and Piloting Federation. There are two channel bodies that authorise uh, official recognition of channel swimmers. Their rules are very tight. And in fact, this team that I swam with was disqualified last, the previous year, last year, um, for an, an illegal uh, changeover. Oh, so yeah, yep.
1: so it's, a, it's an important thing. The old change of um that the changing of the of the teammate in the team is really important. Can I just do a really um, sharp right hand turn, Don, because I can't get this thought out of my head after reading the email train i had to google this over and over again just to literally know this because um when you crossed when you swam the channel when you were 68 we did um you took us through like the harrowing adventures of what it takes to to swim the channel so i really invite people if they want to learn more about so i suppose the environmental hazards that don has faced to listen to episode 21 of 100 not out to just get an insight. I mean, already Don's been talking about getting in the water at 2.30 in the morning in the pitch black. And as Domo said, for almost 20 hours, consider what that's like. But for this one, Don, I really want to ask you, like to get an email from Andrea Bocelli and his wife. I can't get my head around this. I <laughs>
2: know. Oh,
1: for Veronica, like literally to send you, I don't want to read the words out because I, I don't want to give away any privacy, but it was just filled with so much love and she spoke about when she last saw you and you spoke about this uh achievement and wishing you well Like Just for the listeners, Don. Just give us a little background story here. This is quite yeah. phenomenal.
2: I got a note from Damo as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: just just a different level. Just a different level. Tell us the story, Don. Uh, it goes back to when um Andrea Performed in Australia, maybe twenty eighteen ish, something like that. And um, I prepared his Australian tax return or well, Australian and New Zealand tax returns, and got to know them uh, at that at that time. And they just really are a lovely couple. Um, I'd been talking with Veronica and as would happen, I did happen to mention the English channel. So and she was quite interested. So then she said, Come, you must tell Andrea. So I went into his dressing room. He was still in a sort of an undershirt, I guess, and warbling in the in the shower. And I thought, Oh, even the even the the heroes do this. This was his work, <laughs> singing in the shower, yeah. And uh, so he came out, and uh, Veronica was telling him about the, the, the English channel. And um, he, at that stage, he had just just a little bit of a um, a, a paunch, if you like, uh, which was accentuated by his singlet. So we were talking and uh, he said, oh, I may do the English Channel one day. So I, I sort of patted him on the tummy and said, well, <laughs> you've got the insurance sort of, we just have to work on the swim. <laughs> he, just, he just loved it, you
1: know.
2: Uh, so I still have a standing invitation to drop in on them next time I'm passing through Tuscany, but I haven't been that way since. Oh,
1: well, after Damien and I have taken our group to Sardinia, if you want to meet us in... Uh... Rome or something, and we can all just get a little flight over. We'll come and happily join you. We can help you train up Andrea for his English uh Channel crossing swim. Demo <laughs> can teach Andrea how to sing.
0: Yeah, and we'll give you some um better ways how to fat shame someone. So we'll <laughs> teach just a little tap on the tongue.
1: And, uh, English Channel swimmers are allowed to do that because they yeah, know they yeah, need all of that insurance. Right. They can. <laughs> right. um, oh, it's just so beautiful to hear of. That oh, it's a great story and i'm, I'm so they glad actually I asked have that. a
2: a wonderful um foundation um they set up and it, uh, it, the charity supports a lot of um underprivileged uh folk around the world and one of the things i did mention they had a um i'm going to call it um Sleepless in Seattle moment at the top of the Empire State Building, Um might be two years ago, was uh, the sort of Christmas presentation that they then put out amongst the uh, the folks in the um, on that uh, social media for the foundation, and uh, I said to Veronica. Um, you know, something along the lines, did the boy propose to you up while you were up there at your uh, sleepless in Seattle moment, you know, and uh, they, they just they just react to, uh, I suppose, the dry Aussie humour and they get it and uh, come back with some, you know, other lovely comment.
1: Yeah, well, Damo, we have a listener who will be loving this right now, Anita, who has been listening to 100 Not Out since day one, and Anita right. loves Andrea Bocelli, and she just told me the other day she has booked tickets to see Andrea in Budapest in 2024. So she'll wow. be listening to this story. Very excited just, that the great I'll, Don tell
2: Don, Don Don sent you. And, yeah, will get, I'll just get a, Yeah, let, a,
1: we'll let, get let him know. You get to go for with him. Yeah. Don, when,
0: when you're swimming, I have to tell you: when I go out to the bay and I bump into a into a jellyfish, I have to stop catching my breath. <laughs> I've bumped into a condom or a tampon. Or something. Like I, I'm worrying about it. I sometimes I worry about the sharks. When I go to Manly and I swim in Manly, if I go above my head, I'm thinking, "Bloody hell, there's big monsters underneath me. I could get it. This could be the last. I might be the last supper, like for a shark here. You know, I, I, when you're swimming for that long, you can't see the bottom. There's no black line. What, what's go, what it, what's going? It's
2: cold. The waves are oh, big. We're not allowed to use that word, remember?
0: You, you might have a cold, and it's chilly. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, and and what goes through your mind? Like, are you like, how do you stay focused on one left arm, right arm, left arm, right arm? How do you do that? What's going through your mind? Are you worried about sharks
2: in the channel? The answer is no. There are no real bad biteys in the in the channel. Okay. There certainly are a few um, jellyfish, but at the end of the swim, I decided that all the jellyfish that did not bite me were lovely. <laughs> As you go, there's another swim they call the North Channel, which crosses from Ireland to Scotland. And uh, it's a little cooler than the English Channel crossing. And... Um, and up there they have lion's mane jellyfish and they're nasty critters. Yeah. Um, we've had one guy, um, a good mate, we call him the bull, that gives you an indication of his uh, attitude to swimming that don't get in the way. But he was put in hospital by being bitten by a, like a number of, um, of the, um, the lion's, lion's manes. Um, down in the English Channel, it's not quite so bad at all, yeah. And then um, what do you think about? Not much, really. I, you, You've got to concentrate on the captain's window and your stroke, if you like. But do, you, um, do you get...
0: Are your muscles sore? Are you getting achy? Do you feel pain? Like, what, do, you, do you cramp? Like, what's, what's going No, on?
2: I have a mantra for that too.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, my body's an engine and all engines have gauges. And if the uh, left leg sort of uh, calls up, it's really just saying, hey, boss, everything's working fine down in this department. So you say, fine. And if it, if the same department calls up, twice you know between feeds then it's time to say shut up and keep swimming you know (laughs) but what you you have an option you can either say ouch that hurts or what am I going to do and the pain will just increase and never go away or if you ignore it it won't go away so you basically embrace it.
1: Now Don Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that still to this day think that uh, you are what you eat and uh, nutrition is the everything we last interviewed you when you were 68 you're now 78 years young you've just swum the English Channel with a uh, set of Guinness World Record what's the daily diet of a 78 year old English Channel swimming retired accountant from Melbourne who used to do Andrea Bocelli's books when he was in Australia and doing his concerts what are you eating on a daily basis to have you thriving
2: in this way well probably s- Since 2013, I've actually been a little overweight because insurance in the lead up to the channel and to fight the COLD, I put on insurance uh, probably about 12 kilos uh, of insurance, Mm -hmm. and it took I I never really shed it. And uh, the last year or so. Um, the brother and I would live together, and we decided we'd go on the protein uh well don't call it a diet, but the protein um locus lifestyle yep so like the, carnivore, the carnivore diet not necessarily carnivore we we eat a lot of eggs yeah, so we might i would get we get up uh whatever time, maybe go training in the morning if we're doing it sometimes we train i train late at night because of the a mate I swim with, but if it's a morning training, I might just have a cup of tea, uh, do my training session, then come home. It'll be 10 or 11 a.m., and we'll have perhaps three eggs each in different formats. We might have an omelette with a few veggies or something in it, And dinner, uh, Then we probably don't have much lunch. We don't have a formal lunch. We might have a few nuts and uh, uh, berries, uh, dried apricots, that sort of thing. And then dinner will be, again, centred pretty much around uh, eggs with maybe chicken. We we do take a steak occasionally, and uh, every now and then we might have a roast dinner where we sort of... uh, Cook up the veggies and have the whole the whole shebang, but generally uh, we've we've stuck. And when we stuck closely to the uh, pure eggs and chicken, uh, I've dropped probably uh, ten kilos over a period of. Well, the the initial impact was very prompt. Over a period of about seven or eight weeks, I dropped probably five or six kilos. And it's just been stabilizing, so I'm back where I want to be. So this
1: and, just means,
2: uh, yep. it's giving me the enough energy. That was the. It took a little while, I should say, and the first three or four weeks, perhaps <laughs> in a switch over of the diet, I was feeling uh, perhaps uh, in need when I was doing stuff. But at that stage, I wasn't really under heavy training, if you like. So if you've um if you've shared the kilos,
1: you're you're trimming off the insurance. Does that mean that there's no more last minute mercy calls to go and help out a few mates cross an English channel and punch out
2: a few more Ks between oh, Dover and Calais? Yeah. <laughs> um I did have um I do have a one well actually I've got a couple more real swims in me. I can tell you about one the other one's under wraps at the moment but the uh, I, I I my brother's given me a birthday present for my 80th birthday which is 18 months away but uh, you'll have to invite me back to hear about that I'd rather no, no. I'd rather complete these things and then talk about it yep. but one uh, sort of warm up uh, swim is um February, I'm swimming uh, what we call the Mini Derwent River, down down the Derwent River in Tassie for 15 k's. Um, and that's where Damien was pointing out that I was uh, a bit nervous about whether I'd be able to finish within the cutoff time, which is six hours, and um, my Time when I did the solo ten years ago, I was lapping at two minutes a hundred minute a minute a lap, if you like. And I did one. My longest session was four hundred laps of the pool that took eight hours. I might add that in the middle of the channel, the coach held up the sign that said eight hours, and then turned it over and said, "Warm up over." But, so, and two, three weeks ago, I checked my time for one hundred and and despite being the gun, did I mention that I was the gun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh I was at two minutes twenty four for a hundred, and I extrapolate that, and I thought, well, unless they let the dam flow go at the top of the uh, Derwent River just before we go and I can float down on the back. I'm not going to make it. So I I called on Johnny Van Wees with whom I did all my pool training and squads before the solo. And Johnny, at five o'clock in the morning, he's uh, bouncing off the wall saying, "Ah, no worries young fella, you'll be right. We'll get you there. So instead of that, do this. And he's given me um, I'll let you into a secret here uh, uh, Marcus, next time you come down in your mankini you (laughs) should try the gallop style they call it and uh, Katie Ledecky is probably one of the most famous for it. Grant Hackett was in it in the latter part of his year but it's basically a bit of a lopsided uh, type stroke in other words the uh, non-breathing side, my, which is I breathe to the right, so my left hand goes in and sinks down quite low in the water, maybe 45 degrees, and sort of that's your long glide, and the right hand whips over very quickly, and so you get this uh, not quite a porpoise-type effect, but it does lift your body uh, back out of the water a bit, you get to kick a bit harder. It is a bit stronger, and uh, I've got to watch the uh, uh, the body because it's, uh, it's throwing it around more. But that's that's what I pay Damo the big money for to keep me in the water. <laughs> um, and so, at the end of the first session, from two minute twenty four, he had me down to two oh six. How's that? That's incredible! Can you believe that. And yeah. two weeks later. Yeah uh, my last night I clocked uh, 150
1: 152 Wow so you're going to be from, doing the from 50 meter 24 Yeah now this is yeah Sorry, so on.
2: all I have to do is replicate that 150 times and I'm down the river
0: Absolutely you
1: know that, you'll be down to do it yes Damon.
0: You know that That's that's a 25% reduction in in time yeah. Because you've taken 35 seconds off 120 seconds. So, mm. or 144 seconds. So, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like, at, it's...
1: 78, at 78 years young. Damo, yeah. we are going to interview Don. What's his... what the Olympics in Paris now? What... Yeah, 2024. <laughs> yeah. have um,
2: got those in mind.
1: That's it. We are going to interview you just after you turn 80, after your big secret achievement that you know is coming that you won't tell us about. We are going to organize Andre Bacelli. To be singing as you come in on whatever it is your next big swim is <laughs> uh, to commemorate this incredible work that you're doing. We are in awe of you, Don Riddington. You have done a remarkable
2: job and you are setting an example uh, if, to all of us. Uh, if I could just say, the swim is a tribute to the young folks I associate with. As I mentioned in the way back in the earlier interview, I had a student accommodation house. Right? Yes students from 43 different countries through my house in five years and we're still in contact. And, in fact, we've got a ho- online hookup this Sunday for Christmas. We've had a number of reunions and I think that's the part of the success is that you associate with the younger folks, you, you think you're young enough yourself and that's what keeps me driving. And this deal in... Um, yeah, uh, 2025 will be a tribute to them, and we'll have probably a dozen or more of those guys. Who it'll be nearly 20 years since they are in my house. Uh, they'll, they'll be there. Yeah. Well, we cannot wait
1: to see what you're up to. And again, we are inspired by your efforts and your achievements and your dedication. And um you're a, an absolute living legend in our in our eyes, and a real model of everything that we talk about here on 100 Not Out. And we thank you for living just the best life ever, Don, and inspiring every single one of us. Thanks so much for joining us. And may the rest of your life, Don Riddington, continue to be the best of your life.
2: Thank you very much for having me,
1: James. Hi, Damo, thanks for having Don in your house and being part of this incredible adventure. What a, what a wonderful episode and a great way to bring in 2024.
0: Yeah, yeah, unreal, huh? And uh, if, you're, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, um, this is an incredible way to start the year, we would agree. We would agree. January one, you've just been set a uh, a New Year's resolution to go and swim the English Channel. If not the English Channel, just do a lap of the pool. Like that'll be unbelievable. One more thing. Oh yes. Yeah. yes.
2: On that line, it doesn't have to be the English Channel. We're all good at something. Just find what it is you're good at and what you enjoy doing, and lift it to the next level. Take it to the next level. Step outside your comfort zone. That's Mm. what this is about.
1: Yeah. I'm going to join
2: Liv. I'm
0: joining (laughs) Liv (laughs) golf. That's where I want to be. Yeah, just
1: one more level forward. That's live for you. Um, This has been awesome. What a great way to start the new year. And uh, thank you, Don. Thank you, Damo. Thank you, all the listeners. We are wishing you your best year ever here in 2024. Thank you for your support of 100 Not Out. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.
0: Bye for now.
2: Cheers.